as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Vanity, found on page 5 of the Book of Common Prayer. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. 
for the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepare it worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Under whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. The portion of the Psalter appointed for the morning prayer of the 18th day begins with Psalm 90, found on page 481 of the Book of Common Prayer. We will say Psalms 90 and 91 in unison, starting on page 481. Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever the earth and the world were made. Thou art God from everlasting and world without end. Thou turnest man to destruction. Again thou sayest, Come again, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, seeing it is past as a watch in the night. As soon as thou scatterest them, they are even as a sleep and fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and groweth up, but in the evening it is cut down, dried up, and withered. For we consume away in thy displeasure, and are afraid at thy wrathful indignation. Thou hast set our misdeeds and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For when thou art angry, 
All our days are gone. We bring our years to an end, as it were a tale that is told. The days of our age are threescore years and ten, and though men be so strong that they come to fourscore years, yet is their strength and but labor and sorrow, so soon passeth it away, and we are gone. But who regardeth the power of thy wrath? For even thereafter, as a man feareth, so is thy displeasure. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Turn me again, O Lord, at the last, and be gracious unto thy servants. O satisfy us with thy mercy, and that soon. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Comfort us again now after the time that thou hast plagued us, and for the years wherein we have suffered adversity. Show thy servants thy work, and their children thy glory. And the glorious majesty of the Lord our God be upon us. Prosper thou the work of our hands upon us. O prosper thou our handiwork. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Whoso dwelleth under the defense of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, Thou art my hope and my stronghold. My God, in him will I trust. For he shall deliver thee from the snare of the hunter and from the noisome pestilence. He shall defend thee under his wings, and thou shalt be safe under his feathers. His faithfulness and truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for any terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the sickness that destroyeth in the noonday. A thousand shall fall beside thee, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Yea, with thine eyes shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the ungodly. For thou, Lord, art my hope, Thou hast set thine house of defense very high. There shall no evil happen unto thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt go upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou tread under thy feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will hear him. Yea, I am with him in trouble. I will deliver him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
as it was in the beginning, is now, and never shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 19th chapter of the first book of Moses called Genesis. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will need to be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand, and pulled Lot into the house to them, and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O, oh, not so, my lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city, 
for the thing which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And behold, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. He read it the first lesson. Please join me in the Benedicity on page 8. The Benedicity on page 8. <coughs> O all ye marks of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye angels of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye heavens, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye waters that be above the firmament, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye powers of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye sun and moon, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye stars of heaven, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye showers and dew, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winds of God, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye fire and heat, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winter and summer, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye dews and frost, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye frost and cold, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye ice and snow, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye nights and days, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye light and darkness, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye lightnings and clouds, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O let the earth bless the Lord. 
Yea, let it praise him and magnify him forever. O ye mountains and hills, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye green things upon the earth, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye wells, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye seas and floods, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye whales and all that move in the waters, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye fowls of the air, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye beasts and cattle, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye children of men, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O that Israel, bless the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye priests of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye servants of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye spirits and souls of the righteous, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye holy and humble men of heart, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O Ananias, Azarias, and Mishael, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We continue on the bottom of page 12. Page 12. Please kneel the table. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. 
and do thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thy inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy only Spirit from us. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and other assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always what is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Special prayer for children. O Lord Jesus Christ, who dost embrace children with the arms of thy mercy, and dost make them living members of thy church, give them grace, we pray thee, to stand fast in thy faith, to obey thy word, and to abide in thy love, that being made strong by thy Holy Spirit, they may resist temptation and overcome evil, and may rejoice in the life that now is, and dwell with thee in the life that is to come. Through thy merits, O merciful Savior, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. The order of the Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242 of the Book of Common Prayer. Page 242. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. 
Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and all these thy laws and our hearts to be deceitful. Let us pray. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States and do all in authority, both wisdom and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The God, epistle, and gospel appointed for the first Sunday in Lent is found beginning on page 89 of the Book of Common Prayer. Page 89. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The epistle is written in the sixth chapter of 2 Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God. In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watching, in fasting, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Here endeth the epistle. Please stand for the gospel. The Holy Gospel is written in the fourth chapter of St. Matthew, beginning at the first verse. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him.
Please join me in the Nicene Creed, found on page 246. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and descended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please join me in Psalm 92, found on page 189 of the Psalms of David in Meter, the Black Book in your pews, page 189.
up and I be flourishing to show that the bright is the Lord he is a rock to me and he from all unrighteousness is altogether free. You may be seated. Reminder that the Ember Days are upon us this week, uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. These are special days in which we pray for both um, those who've taken on the yoke of ministry, and also those who are called to that vocation. So please remember Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday to pray for your priests and those setting for holy orders. Also, of course, Monday through Saturday are days of fasting and material abstinence, as appointed by the Book of Common Prayer, for the relief of the poor, the strengthening of our soul against sin, and for a remembrance of our Lord's passion and death. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be all be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. St. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Today, we join our Lord at the first pitched battle of the great war for earth's soul. Ever since, God promised the fallen, broken Eve that one day her seed would crush the head of the serpent. Every moment of our fallen world has been heading toward this conflict between Jesus and Satan. Everything from the third chapter of Genesis until this moment has been building up to this meeting in the wilderness of the first Adam's making. The stakes really couldn't be higher, as Satan knows now exactly with whom he is dealing. The father, whom of course the fallen angel hates above all things, the father has just proclaimed at Jesus' baptism, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Satan has heard the language of new creation spoken at the baptism of the second Adam. He has seen, he has seen the new model man rise from the Jordan, and he has now come to strangle the life out of him with the chains of sin and death. All advantages in this battle seem to be on the side of Satan as they so often seem to be in our own lives. God the Son has descended from heaven into the joy and grief and sadness of the human experience, exemplified by where they are, right in the chaos of the wilderness, a place whose beauty painfully reminds us of God's perfect creation while threatening our destruction at every turn. Anyone who's ever read the Call of the Wild or the Last of the Mohicans gets a sense of this beauty and danger bound together. Right? 
Because of the first Adam's failure to stand firm before the serpent's temptations, the very world in which we were designed to live and thrive and rule, that world rebels against us as we rebel against our creator. On this day, on this day, the creator himself has come to that wilderness, right? but he's not wearing the skins of his enemies. He's not drenched in the blood of the damned. No. He's newly anointed in the waters of baptism and physically weakened by 40 days of fasting. Why? He does this so that the strength of God and man might finally be shown on this fallen planet. We see in the seeming weakness of Christ a strength which confounds us, a strength which cares nothing about itself, a strength which can only be showed by God stripped of his rightful glory, standing before his first rebellious creature. The strength, of course, appears to be madness to the world. But that is because the world has placed its faith in the transitory dreams of man. Christ, Christ does not have this deficiency. In the wilderness, Christ has nothing but his faith in the promises of his heavenly Father. And, of course, when everything is stripped away from us, that is all any of us will have either. I ask you, what possessions will we carry with us when we go to the hospital one last time? What satiated desire or treasured lust will comfort us when the walls we have built around ourselves come down and the wilderness finally finds us? The last few months of my life had been kind of a repeating chorus of this truth. I've seen irreplaceable bearers of God's image become lifeless before my eyes. They become, right, in a sense to show us how wrong it is, they become empty husks for the glory which is man with God's breath flowing through him. Well, this deafening song played on repeat, the world kept on spinning, right? The princes of men argued about how to make their piles of money a little bigger. The lost and scared died without hope or help from them. And we all are again and again pushed to ask, how long, how long until Justice and peace break the back of this tyranny of pain and death. In the face of this onslaught, God's common grace is certainly on display in the hands of men and women who refuse to let the darkness win without a fight. Men and women who, without any need for hope, rage against the night in their care for those suffering the horrifying effects of man's suicidal scheme to be his own god. There, right, there is the deep, deep hard truth of human suffering which just can't be found in the well-meaning mantra of we don't know why these things happen. I can't tell you how many people constantly tell me this. 
We know why these things happen. Right? Men of God even, I don't know. Crazy. Crazy world out there. Right? No. We're in God's house. We got to tell the truth. We know why people die. Right? We have all been in the place of Jesus today, and we have all failed the test which was laid before him. We chose sin. And so we justly deserve nothing but the terrible wages of sin. What do we deserve? We deserve death. In sin, we declare our desire to try and be little gods, right? I can decide what's right and wrong. I can rule my life. And it is in death that the true God gives us what we ask for. In death, we find that hell is locked from the inside, and the wilderness could never be tamed by planting more weeds. That's what we find. In light of this reality, it is quite reasonable, very reasonable, for so many people to live lives of quiet desperation. Very reasonable. But we can't join them. We can't join them. Why? Why can't we join them? Well, because we know the wilderness has been defeated. That's why. We know that even though Satan thought, Satan thought he was meeting Christ in the fallen wilderness of evil's own creation. He thought this is the place we'll all beat him. He was in fact meeting Christ in the very place chosen to host the evil one's first humiliating defeat. He was walking into a trap. The curses of humanity's fall, right? The untamable wilderness, our alienation from God and our fellow man, our decay and death, all of these curses, they find their cure in the God-man whose glory no demon or pain can withstand. So, what does the God-man show us today in his hunger and weakness and glory? We see our only hope. Our only hope in withstanding the snares and delusions of our great enemy, his malicious accomplices, and his useful idiots. We see that part of living as a follower of Christ will be engaging in spiritual warfare against the dark forces no gun can kill or medicine protect us against. We see that testing and temptation will be part of our lives as Christians, not just from outside sources like the devil or the material things we are taught to lust after, but also from the deadness which resides in our still wounded bodies and souls. As Paul writes so poignantly, he says, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. 
for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. Romans 7, 15 through 21. St. Paul is telling us that the, due to our sinful natures, our wounded natures, we are constantly tempted to return back to the evil of this world, tempted to reconnect with the evil we hate and know is wrong. And if that is the case, then retreating to our own interior strength or self-esteem or magical positive thinking or authentic self, all of that will only drive us to greater and greater confusion and defeat. It'll be doing that even if the world, the flesh, and the devil tell us that we've never been happier or more successful or more powerful. It'll be telling us that even if the devil takes us up into a mountain and says, all this is yours. So then, if our interior strength, depleted daily by age and battles long fought, if this strength is not going to see us through the fights which lie ahead, how could it we face a tireless supernatural enemy and wave after wave of his human partners? If that isn't going to get us through this, then our assured hope lies not in us. Not in us but what we are made to be by the God who loves us. Jesus, the second Adam, he doesn't need to prove he is the son of God to the devil any more than we need to prove to anyone that we are children of grace and the inheritors of the new earth to come. All we as Christ's adopted brothers and sisters must do is trust in the promises of the Father, proclaimed in sacred scripture and sealed in the new creation waters of baptism. Jesus doesn't need to turn stones into bread. He doesn't need the adoration of his fellow countrymen. He doesn't need the whole fallen world because he already heard what? He heard, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He has it all. And so in turn, we heard the same at our baptisms. So we don't need fresh miracles or pyrotechnics or emotionally manipulative messages or any of the other signs and wonders demanded by our entertainment intoxicated age. We don't need 70 years of comfort until we die in our sleep. We, we can rest. We can rest in Christ's defeat of Satan in the wilderness and on the cross. We can rest in our union with the first fruits of the resurrection harvest, secure in the truth that no devil or demon, plague or war can do any damage to the victory already won in Christ. We can run run into burning buildings, 
sit next to dying plague victims, even throw ourselves on a live grenade to save our friends. Why can we do that? Because we serve the living God, and he will never, ever leave us in the wilderness. He won't. Let us Christians, then, let us be the bravest people anyone meets. Not because we are fearless, but because we know fear no longer has any power over us. Christ has banished our fears just as he banished the devil from his own wilderness. Let us then, let us then be brave while we fight the world, the flesh, and the devil. And let us join together in the fasting and praying and almsgiving of this Lenten season, knowing we have nothing to lose because we've already been given everything. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Please join me in hymn 99. Oh, yeah. 
find me in hymn 208. Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me cart and do reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The exhortation is found on page 255 of the Book of Common Prayer. Dearly beloved in the Lord, Ye that mind have come to the holy communion of the body and blood of our Savior Christ, must consider how St. Paul exhorteth all persons diligently to prove and examine themselves before they presume to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For as the benefit is great, if with a true penitent heart and lively faith we receive that holy sacrament, but then we spiritually eat the flesh of Christ and drink his blood, then we dwell in Christ and Christ in us, 
We are one with Christ and Christ with us, so is the danger great that we receive the same unworthily. For then we are guilty of the body and blood of Christ our Savior. We eat and drink our own condemnation, not considering the Lord's body. We kindle God's wrath against us. We provoke him to plague us with diverse diseases and sundry kinds of death. Judge therefore yourselves, brethren, that ye be not judged by the Lord. Repent you truly for your sins past. Have a lively and steadfast faith in Christ our Savior. Amend your lives, and be in perfect charity with all men. So shall ye be meet partakers of those holy mysteries. And above all things, we must give most humble and hearty thanks to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the redemption of the world by the death and passion of our Savior Christ, both God and man, who did humble himself, even to the death upon the cross for us miserable sinners, who lay in darkness in the shadow of death, that he might make us the children of God and exalt us to everlasting life. And to the end, that we should always remember the exceeding great love of our Master and only Savior, Jesus Christ, thus dying for us, and the innumerable benefits which by his precious blood shedding he hath obtained for us. He hath instituted and ordained holy mysteries as pledges of his love, and for a continual remembrance of his death, to our great and endless comfort. To him, therefore, with the Father and the Holy Ghost, let us give as we are most bounding continual thanks, submitting ourselves wholly to his holy will and pleasure, and studying to serve it in true holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Amen. Ye who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and all living charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, through his great mercy, hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ said, and to all who truly turn to him. 
Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also it's St. Paul said, This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also it's St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and all bound in duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of us, heaven and earth are full of thy presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body that our souls wash through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full perfect and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And it institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. 
Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen.
body of our Lord Jesus Christ was given to thee, preserved thy body and soul, and an everlasting life. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer, page 264. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, Yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, 
All honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Please stand for the glory. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace God will towards man. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us, thou that takest away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us, thou that takest away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer, thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father. Have mercy upon us, for Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join me in hymn 568.